Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We've created a free self-care checklist and it's ready for you to download today. On the checklist, you'll find 50 brand new ideas to practice self-care. And it's not just bubble baths. Download the free checklist today and be reminded of the importance of practicing self-care. Head to themerrymakersisters.com forward slash self-care. All right, let's get into the episode. Welcome to episode 369 on the Get Merry podcast. And we're so excited to be back in your ears with a brand new episode. Now, I'm really excited about this episode because I think that it brings in one of our core topics on this entire show and our entire journey with everything we do here uh, at Merry HQ, we'll call it that. Uh, but it also, it, it just brings in this question that I think if you go on the self-acceptance journey, perhaps it comes up, perhaps it, it it shows itself. And so let's dive into it. It's the idea of caring about what you look like. Yes. Are we allowed? Of course we are. <laughs> uh, well, I think like, obviously, like, let's just have a little reflect on our story and why we even talk about self-acceptance because we grew up being, you know, through teenage years, being very... Uh, filled with self-doubt, self-loathe, and we, we hated what we looked like. And we did drastic things to change that. We went on crazy diets. We were obsessed with losing weight. I developed an eating disorder. I got two nose jobs. You got two nose jobs. Uh, we were obsessed with spray tans. Like we did so many things to change our appearances because we thought we were ugly without these changes. And this whole mindset, I mean, if we stayed there, it just goes on and on and on. If we had not changed our mindsets around our looks, I'm sure we would be getting the Botox. We would still be on the crazy diets. We would be not eating pasta, pizza, gelato, that's for sure. We probably would be pretty unhappy. I'd probably still have a on and off again eating disorder, to be honest. Uh, I would be spending two hours in the gym at least. And I'd be feeling crap. I'd probably have low energy and I probably would be sick as well because like it's not so much about nutrients. It's more about what I look like and Mm. the kilograms on the scales. Yeah. So that was our past. And I guess self-acceptance, this mindset change helped us let all of that go and accept ourselves exactly as we are right here and right now. And not just accept ourselves, but also celebrate who we are, celebrate our uniqueness, But I think that this question comes up because of the world that we live in, obviously, obviously, like just take a look around the caring about what we look like. Like this is where it's like, I guess there's like a personal line. Mm. I I like, I think Mm. this is it. There's Mm, a personal mm, mm. line that we all have, how much we want to care about what we look like, how much 
uh, time we have to care about what we look like also plays a part. And where is it not self-acceptance? Like where yeah. where, where does it come in that it then crosses over into yes. not self-acceptance? And I think like underlining that, your personal line, like everyone is different. and But it's also important to be honest with yourself uh, because, you know, you could be getting Botox and be like, no, that's my line. I can get Botox. Uh, but for me, that's like a no, like mm. when, as soon as I feel like I'm like thinking about, I need to get Botox. It's like, geez, like that's not self-accepting. That is not self-accepting. That's no way mm. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to say, I don't want to get older. Like I'm stopping the natural progression <laughs> progression of that. And like, if that's you, you do you, I'll do me. But I think it is important to kind of acknowledge what your personal lines maybe are and for whatever reasons you choose not to go down that way. I mean, I choose not to go down Botox because I'm just worried about needles and putting these chemicals into my face and then apparently it relaxes your muscles so much that if you stop, it like progresses aging. So I'm like, why are all these people getting this? And also it's expensive. I'd rather invest that money in stocks. Or give it to charity. Oh, that too, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think it is a very personal thing, isn't it? It's – and it, it, but it's also like, yeah, giving yourself permission to care. Like you are allowed. Yes, of And course. I think, you know, I'm more thinking about like, okay, like I want to get my – like I get my hair dyed. Yes. Because I care about what my hair looks like. And I like that. To me, when I get my, my hair done, like the process of getting my hair done, I hate. Mm. But – when it's done and when it's when it is fresh, like I do feel a level of like, oh, I feel really confident about like I feel great. Like yes. it makes me feel better. Yes. So like and like and this is like again, this is all this is all questioning, guys. Like I, I, let's unpack this. Like why is that? So because that to me is also like Yeah, but we've got to also understand that this is part of human nature. Mm. Like makeup has been in the world since forever. Like really. Like the ancient Egyptians would put black around their eyes, whatever. Cleopatra. The, yeah, like we makeup and uh, beauty. And jewels, bejeweling yes. yourself. Like this has absolutely been part of the world forever. And of course, like, you know, this is where like pretty privilege has been in the world since the ancient times. Like look at the Renaissance painters, like they painted the the women that they perceived as beautiful. Uh, and all of this, like if you're rich and royal, yeah, you could afford the bejeweling and like the baths. Other people didn't even have baths. Like yeah. this is, it's crazy to think about this. Uh, obviously when it became more and more accessible, like, you know, makeup yes. and like stuff. Uh, and then there was media, there was TV. Like mm. it's just amplified, amplified, amplified to the point where now we have social media where it's like next level amplification and we have filters and yeah, we have we have uh, so many different surgeries. We have people removing the fat from their cheeks like – it is some – I look at this and I think it's some dystopian, awful, futuristic reality. Like this is what I feel like we're living right now. Like there's so much in the world that I really feel quite disgusted by, but it's normal. Uh, and, again, this is my personal opinion and I don't, I don't want to be like, you know, if you just got your buccal fat removed or whatever it's called, like I don't want to be rude. I'm trying not to be rude. 
I probably am being rude though. It scares me though. This stuff mm. scares me because people are willing to put their lives at risk going under the knife, just like you were, sister, yeah. and I let you do that. Uh, but it, it is, it's not normal, I think, because it is so common, it feels normal, but it's not exactly normal. I think plastic surgery, cosmetic surgery, where it's not like essential, or, you know, like where it's not essential or like, you know, like say for someone might have an injury or something and like they go and they see a plastic surgeon and they help make their face what it was or like they do a face transplant or I don't know, something that's like more in that like uh assisting that person in a life situation whereas like mine for example a nose job two nose jobs was purely for the fact that I thought my nose was too big and that it was ugly like but if I had practiced self-acceptance or if I'd even known about this practice Mm. I wouldn't have gone under the knife and I think it's really important here to know and to understand that any surgery, like any time we go under anesthetic, is a risk. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're all told this. We all sign the dotted line. Mm-hmm. I was very, I was told multiple times, like blah blah yeah. blah. Read this thing, twenty-one-year-old Carla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, I'll be fine. Yeah. Like, and it's scary that it it's so accessible and that so many people are doing it. Like so many people, and I think that we we should be questioning it more. Like as as humans, as like we should be questioning why we feel this. Yeah. And I think to be so like relaxed about mm, it. It's like, not a relaxing should, situation. I think it actually, like, like I think about 21-year-old, they should probably have a more rigorous like, I don't know, like from to get from A to B, from you signing up to surgery to getting it, like that maybe there should be a little bit more to do. Like obviously it's a money-making thing as well. Like I was these just surgeons about to say just, that. These surgeons just wanted – they play on your insecurities. They, As you said, they show you the before and afters. It's as simple as a mouse click. Yeah, no, it's as simple as like two months recovery, potential of like it not working and potential of like dying under the knife. Like uh-huh. this happens. Like people get surgery and they die uh, because they want to change their nose. They want bigger bums. They want smaller cheeks or whatever it is. And the craziest thing is, is that, okay, really big booty-licious bottoms were in fashion three years ago i wonder what they are going to be in three years time Mm. probably we're going to go back to the 90s like looking it's looking that way with all this stuff about the uh what's that drug called again the diabetes drug oz something or something guys we suck at this you know there's that it's been ozemic ozemic however you pronounce it i haven't read too much about it but this diabetes medicine is like literally running out for the people who actually need it because other people are using it to suppress their appetites. And if you read about all the symptoms that that drug can cause, I'm like, why is anyone doing this? Unless you have to, unless it's like a life-saving thing, which like diabetes, like they need it uh, to survive, to live. And I mean, I just think like, when maybe there's another way to lose the weight if it's for your living situation because someone might say to me well no like the doctor has told me i need to lose weight or it's a life and death situation yeah fair enough uh but should we be resorting to these injections like can't we figure out another way and i'm not i'm not saying it's eating less and exercising more because that is the worst piece of advice you can give to anyone who you know needs to lose weight for their health 
you know, it's a big picture situation where, you know, you might need to work with multiple experts mm. to get down to the bottom of it, whether it's a mental, mental stuff, physical stuff, hormonal stuff, like there's a lot to do with it. It's not just a simple injection. And I think this is what we're looking for as a human race, especially in these, you know, countries like Australia, America, UK, we're looking for the easy way which an injection, sure, it feels easy, right? Just inject myself, take a pill. Like this is what we're all after, Mm -hmm. apparently, the easy way. The other way, it's going to take years and a lot of hard work. Doesn't sound as uh, appealing, does it? Yeah, and I I think this is where it comes down to the whole idea of like it's okay to care about what you look like, but how we are caring about what we look like is more the yeah, most important the thing. Actions. Like what like how are we showing that we care? Because for me, like if I think about the ways that I care about what I look like, it's like doing a sheet face mask every week. <laughs> like I that makes my skin well, you, feel glowy. You have your LED and mask. I have my LED mask and that's like how I'm gonna care about what I look like. Um, and I, you know what? I probably wouldn't have bought that for myself. Like Joel knew I wanted it and he bought it for me for my birthday. And I was like, great present. Like this is a Joel. great gift. Um, probably wouldn't have spent the money on it myself, to be honest, um, which is hilarious. Uh, and then I think, you know, my yoga, my Pilates, that there's an element of what that does to my physical body. Yes, absolutely. That I care about. I'm not I'm not going to say I'm not going to lie about that. Like I like the way that it makes me feel, most importantly, it makes me feel inside happy because it releases releases endorphins. It helps me feel content. It helps me feel connected. So many amazing things it helps me feel, which is above more than what it makes me look like. I love the way it makes me feel, but also I like the way it makes me look. Exactly. And I think this is the point where, you know, we've gone on on our journeys of like one extreme to the other and now here we are uh, where it's okay to care about what you look like. For me, it's not okay to be obsessed with no. how I look. Like that's what I used to be, obsessed in a very negative way. I look disgusting. I look terrible. I need to lose weight. I want this. I want to change that. Like that was obsession. I was obsessed with how I looked. I was obsessed with changing how I looked. Then I went on this uh, journey of self-acceptance where it was like, I am not what I look like. So I kind of was like, whatever. I look like whatever. Like I don't care anymore. But then I came to the other side where it's like, actually, no, I do care. And I like to feel like I look great Yes, for me, not for other people, not to be like what the media says is beautiful right now. Uh, I want to do it for myself. And that feels good. Like I want to wear clothes that I feel good in. Yeah. And so this is again, like the how you care. Yes. And like the why you care. Yeah. And I, you know, Pilates and yoga, I want to feel strong, but I also want to like, I want to look strong. I want to feel like I can confidently put my shoulders back and feel like I love that look with Mm. your shoulders back. Great posture. I love that look. Yeah. It looks great. Looks great on you. Exactly. And <laughs> looks I, great on everybody. Like I love it when I see a photo of myself with good posture and I'm like, damn, I look good. Yeah. And because I look confident and I look proud to be myself. Mm-hmm. And this is just, it's not just what I look like appearances. It's also, I know that that shoulders back is also a feeling. feeling. And uh, it's a proud feeling. It's a confident feeling. It's like a, yeah, I'm here and I'm mm. proud of myself. Yeah. So I think this is the whole idea of like your, like how your physiology impacts your psychology. Is that what they say? And yeah, your psychology impacts your physiology. Cause like, yeah, if you're feeling 
within yourself, confident, you are more likely to stand with your shoulders back, your heart open. If you're feeling like, as an example, when you're sad and when you're uh, upset about something, you probably notice your shoulders rounding. Like this is just like human nature. Like yeah. that's just normal thing because we want to be smaller. Like yeah. we want to like re- like curl, curl up. up and be like and, and nurture ourselves, yeah. which is that's fine because like we need these different postures in our lives in order to make us feel, uh, in order Safe. to move through our emotions. Yeah. Um, but I think I think I think this is such an interesting subject because like it it can almost be hypocritical in a way in like what what you're trying how we're trying to live how I'm trying to live and then not but it's not it's not and I think this is where we have to realize like that everyone has the right to do whatever they want to do yes everyone is like this is where the whole idea of like your own body exactly so this is when it's like okay we could see someone who has had like 20 different plastic surgeries and it's like you know what you do you yeah i do me and that's fine and it's where like we're, and we have so many conversations about this and like where it's just like what someone else is what someone else does is nothing to do with us yes but it's up like this is where you need to tune in with yourself yes. and the actions you're taking yes. and take responsibility of that and tune yeah. in to where your line is. If Botox is like within your line, go for it. We couldn't care. Like we don't but care. But I think this is the thing when, um, you know, we – I also wonder about the people – and if they do actually accept themselves and if it is going to be like, this is what my yeah, worry is. Yeah. Because it, it, it's like, it's not judgment. It's more like worry for our society mm. as in like, uh, it's never ending. Like, that's what I think with these yes. kinds of things. Like, all right, so I'm feeling like I'm not accepting this little wrinkle near my eye or this, I'm not accepting these frown lines on my forehead. Uh, they're really deep. You know what? They're going to get deeper and you're going to get more wrinkles around your eyes. You're going to get more wrinkles around your lips. You're going to get chin wrinkles. You're going to get – when you get old, you get wrinkles. So if you don't accept these ones, when <laughs> yeah. you don't – FYI. Like newsflash. And like what a privilege to grow old. Exactly. Like if we are getting both – it's just this line. I just don't like this line. Yeah, in three years, it's going to be this line and this line. And then in 10 years, it's going to be this line and this line. So we need to like decide – do we have a problem with this one line? Really? Because no, there's going to be more. You have a problem with the aging process and it's either deciding you're going down that path or you're not. And yeah. I think it's better to figure it out now. I think it's like a, um, and to really decide because it takes work to self-accept through this process of aging, I think. when the, I'm talking about the world we live in mm. because – We are living in a world where, you know, actresses are getting older, models are getting older, but damn, they're looking younger every day. (laughs) Hands up who's confused. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and I mean, Mia Freeman shared this. It was like a photo of Oprah, J-Lo and Kim Kim Kardashian. And I mean, like she, what was the caption? They all look the same age. They all look like sisters. It was like, how does a 69-year-old, a 45-year-old and a 30 something year old all look the same age yeah and i mean like who knows some might just be good genes yeah uh others might be a good botox person Mm. uh 
who knows exactly, but it is looking this way. And when we're following all these amazing people who, you know, they're doing amazing things, they're creating good content. I don't know, Kim Kardashian, I don't follow her. Uh, I don't know if she's doing amazing things. Is she doing amazing things? Maybe, maybe She's making not. a lot of money. She definitely is doing amazing things with her money-making skills. Um I don't even know about skims. It all looks good. The advertising looks good. And then I went and saw those products and I was like, these look like crap. And, then and I the read, reviews I are read bad. the reviews and I was like, no, I went with Nancy Gaines for my <laughs> – was that her name? Nancy Gaines. Nancy Gaines. Yeah. yeah. I liked her for what if what firming underwear. I wore them for your wedding and I felt great in them. Yeah, I mean I had them – I put them on with my dress and then you could see them so I took them off again. Um, but they were actually really comfy. And, again, this is – this is this not is, a PR. No, this but, is not a, no, this is not sponsored. Play. I mean, if you want to sponsor this podcast, you could. No, probably not. No, this is another thing with these um what are they called? The underwear things. The underwear that sucks you in. This yeah. is a perfect example. This is such a good example. You're allowed to wear them if you want to wear them. You don't have to wear them though. But if you want to, you can. And it's okay. <laughs> like it doesn't mean I don't accept myself. It just means I know that. Look, I don't wear them regularly. No. I was like, I'm going to try this out. This dress that I'm wearing, which was a beautiful dress as bridesmaid for bridesmaid for Carla's wedding. We could add a photo maybe. Uh, you know, it was a bit firmer on my stomach than what I would normally wear. Like if you know me, guys, you know I'm usually wearing these like potato sacks. Potato sack dresses. <laughs> they're, they're tight on the boobs and they just fall. This allows for as much food eating, as much drinking as in water because I drink a lot of water. I don't drink a lot of alcohol, but like, you know, I get bloated mm. uh, every now and again. We get bloated, right? And I just like to feel free where I can just let my belly hang out. <laughs> and I mean, I know I can do that even with a tight, a tight dress. dress. I know I can do that, but it's uncomfortable. I don't like wearing tight clothes. And and maybe I do feel self-conscious where like my belly is sticking out. I don't know. Is that non-acceptance? I'm not sure. I wore these undies because it made me feel confident and I liked – it felt good, like, to be like, oh, I'm sucked in a little bit. It felt a bit supportive. Like, yeah, the undies I, are really supportive. Like, I, I really like them. It's like a hug. Uh, yeah. It was also great. <laughs> it was also great taking them off, though. So I was like, hmm, maybe they are, were more uncomfortable than I thought because I was like, man, they were tight. At the end of the night, I was like, get these undies off me. And they're certainly not sexy undies, I'll tell you that. They're like, definitely not. Uh, but it's the perfect example, I think, of, like – does that are you allowed to care about your stomach sticking out yeah, if you're yeah. on this self-acceptance journey because I care but does that mean I don't accept myself dot 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 what do you think guys <sighs> tell me what you think am I allowed to care about my stomach sticking out I think that you are I think that you're very accepting no I, I am very accepting but I also like I like to feel good and I feel like when my my stomach is not poking out but is that judgment I'm not yeah, like that's that self-judgment judgment. that is self-judgment and I've that was me back before when I was super mm. self-critical of myself I was paranoid about my stomach yeah no that is and not it wasn't even paranoid it was just like no it's still flat I'm okay it's still flat I'm okay it's still yeah flat. no See, that is not a self that's it's not, not self I don't think it is self-acceptance to be honest but um 
but, but it's I'm also allowed, okay. But I'm also allowed yeah. to care and like, about that. And this is the whole thing. Like, just because you're on a self-acceptance journey doesn't guarantee you're always going to be self-accepting. Yeah, it's so and true. And this is like what we we tr- we talk about this all the time. It's very easy to fall back into judgment, into insecurity, into self-doubt. And like, yeah, sometimes you'll come back to self-acceptance or you'll pop on your bloody Nancy Gaines undies and – you feel really confident and you accept yourself like that. Yeah. Go and have a great night. It's so true. Instead of thinking about your stomach all night. Exactly. Because what exactly. I don't know, what would what's better? Are you worrying about what your stomach looks like all night and not enjoying yourself? Or you feeling super confident and having a great night? But then this is when we say this. Okay, I'm really self-conscious about my wrinkles. I'm going to get a face full of Botox. Now I can enjoy my life. It's oh, the same God. thing, Carlos. It's exactly yeah, it's the, the same, same thing. thing. It's the same thing. Oh, I felt really self-conscious because I had no boobs. Now I've got my boob job. Now I'm so happy. Like this is what people are trying to say. But this is why we don't say don't get this stuff. We say think about it a yeah. little bit more. And we just question it. And as you can see, we are still having the conversations of like where's our line and what is acceptance and how do you practice it. And also like people might look at us and be like, yeah, you're not thinking about Botox because you guys don't have that many wrinkles. And what happens in 10 years when we do have more wrinkles? Oh, guys, we've decided to go get Botox. And maybe we will. Who bloody knows? Or maybe they'll have a better invention where you don't need needles and it's like something it's else. A cream. <laughs> It's a wonder cream. <laughs> oh, wait, there's a million of those wonder creams out there. Also, if you use too many products, you will get rashes sometimes. Like, don't you might not, but you could. You could. I got some. Emma I got, got a rash. 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 Uh, this this <laughs> this conversation. Uh, this conversation is just designed to to make you think. Yes. Like to honestly question. That's so true. We don't have the there's answers. No answer. <laughs> there is no answer. There's just there's just a forever questioning, and this is really any life philosophical question. There's not one answer. There's just a questioning, and there's yeah. more, lots and lots and lots of answers. Yes, but I also do want to remind you that there are amazing people. Okay, Helen Mirren, she is a goddess of an older person. Yeah, like she is absolutely stunning, and I think that really does help. Like looking and seeking mm. out these examples. If you're following super young, uh instagram models like if you're following that you're gonna feel crap about yourself if you're i don't know you don't look like them or yeah or you're deciding not to get botox yeah. then it'll just can or whatever the cosmetic surgeon thing is it it'll make you question yourself and yes. it will inspire you in that direction to go and get it yeah because like this is what media does it's influencing yes so they're called influence yeah what you surround yourself with what you consume is actually really important so notice that notice what pictures you're looking at all the time but yeah how good's helen mirren she's amazing great and who else judy den she's amazing i mean even Um, i would say mia friedman as well because i know she at the moment and she's very i like how she talks she's like you know at the moment i don't get botox but but i might I like that yeah. too. Uh, who else? Emma Thompson. Oh yeah, she she's amazing. Is amazing. Like the interviews, such an the advocate. Snippets, like oh gosh, uh, Kate Winslet. I'm pretty sure she talks yeah. about it a lot yeah. too. Like she's gorgeous. Like they're all gorgeous and they're they're natural. Mm. And I'm not saying if you're not natural, you're not gorgeous. Like you're still gorgeous too. But 
is this what we're going to begin to miss this this difference because it kind of seems like we all are getting these cosmetic procedures or whatever to begin to look like this one Mm. ideal person. So wait, we're all just going to begin to look the same. And then it's going to be these people who don't look the same and maybe it's going to be, oh, this is the aspirational (laughs) beauty. And then it's all going to be, well, like imagine if it's all like undoing you know, yeah. like, so like we're all getting all these things and then people are suddenly getting the buccal fat put back in their cheeks. Well, I'm uh, genuinely, I'm worried about that, that surgery yeah. process because as you get older, your fat, like well, you lose, you lose you your, lose body, your fat. body fat. Yeah. Like, as, and as someone who has like those cheeks, like if I was a celebrity, I would probably be looking down that path of getting my like I have chubby cheeks. Yeah, I think do I as well? Yeah, you have. Yeah, I've yeah got the you've got chubby cheeks. I, I wait. I think we all do because it's natural. But well, like I have, I know I have a rounder face, whereas your cheeks are higher up the top. But like that's my face. Yeah. I don't know if I, I got that. Thing. I would change my whole face. Yeah, and same with my nose. Yeah, you changed your whole. I, face. I changed my whole face. Go have a look at photos of me, but pre nose job. I know, and it's kind of sad when I think about it. I mean, it's fine, obviously. Well, obviously, we have to accept it now. Yeah, I can't but, go and get my old nose back. Yeah, well, maybe I could, but, but it wouldn't be my old nose. But then it's also just stupid because then you're putting your life at risk going under the knife yeah. again for like. Honestly, a- the amount of comments, the amount of messages oh, that God. I still get about nose jobs, about nose jobs going wrong. It is. It is. There's a, overwhelming. There's at least a few every month of like personal stories, and they're like heartbreaking stories because this is people's faces. Yeah, Ugh. and they're so sad. They're yeah. so sad. It's. I think it's like really amazing. You know, I read these these stories. Obviously, Carla writes back because it makes more sense for her to write back because it's her story. But it really brings me back to that moment where, you know, you were so sad about this. Oh, yeah. And you were angry. You were angry at yourself. You were angry at the world. Uh, And it took so much of your focus. I just imagine like, geez, it was horrible. Yeah, it was awful. Her nose job. Wouldn't recommend. The first one she got was worse. The nose was worse. Way worse. (laughs) I just think, and like, it's so hard to say that as well because like, what's a bad nose? But my natural nose was the like it was better. it was much like and like better in inverted commas it was my nose like and that's the thing it's like if you were born with the second nose job that's i mean the what, first nose job that's your nose, that's my nose. And, but it oh it, it's really sad reading these stories so that's why we do bring it up because these treatments can go wrong there's potentiality for them to go wrong therefore you need to really think about these decisions it's not just like oh yeah i'm gonna get this done 24 hours i'll be fine the they say the recovery process is super easy uh you know they tell you this stuff because they're essentially also selling you this all they want is your money sales 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 and like and i like it's so clear because even just before i went in to get my nose job like literally go under an aesthetic the doctor was like what about your boobs like do you want to think about those no i don't actually i can't believe they did that to you right before you went on surgery like when you're feeling nervous like this is disgusting practice it's so bad so i just think the more we can question it the more we can inspire you to question it like that's my job done yeah and 
It's also okay to absolutely, it's absolutely okay to care about what you look like. It's okay to take action, whether it's getting facials, whether it's getting LED light. Or giving your hair Whatever dye. it is, your hair, uh, waxing. To do whatever you want. Whatever you want. If it's Botox, it's all okay to do this stuff, but it's good it's a good idea to think about it and mm. reflect on it. And ask yourself why. Yeah. And is it your decision or is it the pressures of who you're following on social media or, or the world or your friends or, or I don't know who, partners, parents? Like, is it for you? Mm. And are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure? <laughs> oh, well, this was an enlightening episode. Well, I hope it uh, raises questions and conversation. Yeah, I think that's the only thing that this is designed to do, to Mm. encourage conversation within your own mind and within your friendship groups. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. (laughs) See you then. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.